Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. So let's talk about this cue, shoulder blade, pull your shoulders down and back. And this happens a lot through exercise. People give that cue, pull the shoulders down and back and we do it more of a posture cue, right? Or I've also heard like tuck your shoulder blades back into your back pockets, right? And I mean, we even kind of went through that in physical therapy school. It was like, take your shoulder blade and tuck it into your opposite back pocket. And you get this, this idea of, bringing those shoulder blades down and back and together, which in if you're looking at what military style or something, it looks like it's, you know, correct posture. But yeah. let's talk about why we don't actually like using that cue and why we think you can start to create better habits around that. Yeah, this cue is so focused on the shoulder blades themselves or the shoulders themselves, and it doesn't take into account anything else really yeah and when we just think about bringing our shoulders down and back or get your shoulders to your back pockets like our body is going to want us to do a lot of other things to get our shoulders as close to our back pockets as possible Mm -hmm. or to really pull those shoulders down and back so what we notice people doing when you try and pull these shoulders down and back is you lose complete you know awareness of what you're doing in your core Mm -hmm. with your rib cage and many people will just flare that rib cage out and we we essentially start extending more through our low back to get those shoulders down and back so we're not actually moving the shoulder blades as much as we think we're compensating through the rest of our body and i think this just really points out how our static postures throughout the day start to inhibit us from being able to associate between where we're moving yeah. And what's moving. Well, and even when you are telling yourself to pull your shoulder blades down and back, that's an active control that you have to consciously be doing. So you're turning on muscles in a state where ideally when we're at rest, when we're just sitting upright, when we're standing, we don't want to have to be turning on muscles to help control us into a stable place. Like all that does is create more tension in the body. And when we create more tension, our body feels the need to protect itself more and we get more signaling. We can, we can increase those signals of pain and, and symptoms or aches and pains that we might feel throughout our body. And when we tend to pull those shoulder blades down and back, like Dom said, that rib cage normally flares. Like do that right now, right? Everyone pull the shoulder blades down and back. And what happens to your rib cage? Does it come up? Now take a deep breath in. Where are we mostly going to breathe from? Our upper chest, our neck. And so, and all that does as well is turn on our sympathetic system to help us put in on that that fight flight freeze and and we start to be on really high alert and again increase those stress signals increase those pain signals so that's mainly why like my big pet peeve with this is that well now we're just going to increase stress throughout the whole system and in reality when we're thinking about it like shoulders down and back isn't a very natural position like it's not something that even when you're working, even when you're walking throughout your day, you shouldn't just be sitting with your shoulder blades rigidly tucked down and back. Like we have more fluid movement than that. So 
being the Optimal Body Podcast, we are always trying to bring you the tools and tips to optimize your health in any way possible. And I think probably the most low-hanging fruit is hydration. It's something that we can stay on top of every day and have control of, but we don't only want to be hydrating with water. We also want to make sure we're getting in and replenishing those electrolytes that we use throughout the day without even knowing it. And that's being our sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And that's why Jen and I use Element as our favorite electrolyte drink mix. We seriously use this every day to get in that sodium, potassium, and magnesium that's going to help us keep a clear mind, prevent that brain fog, prevent muscle cramps by helping us with smooth muscle contractions. It can help with your sleep. It can help with bowel movements. So many things that can start to optimize in our health just by making sure we're keeping these electrolytes in. Also, it tastes incredible. So it's going to keep you drinking that water. I have a bottle of it right here as I record these podcast ads. So if you want to try out Element, you can get a free gift by going down to the link in the show notes. It's just drinkelement.com backslash optimal and you get a free sample pack. So it's going to help you taste all of their different flavors and find some of them that you love to help you keep hydrated. So go down to the link at the show notes. That's drinklement.com backslash optimal order and get your free sample pack so you can keep yourself hydrating and keep on optimizing your health. Again, just bringing us back around to this concept of like, what do we actually want? (laughs) What is the end goal? Like we want to have more of an awareness of what we're doing in our shoulders and our shoulder blades. But that doesn't mean we should always just come back to this. Oh, I need to keep them tucked down and back for all the reasons you just listed. Mm -hmm. Right. So how can we start to develop more of this understanding of, you know, what are our shoulder blades doing? How can we keep them naturally supported so that when we are just sitting and working or when we are walking through our kitchen or doing chores or whatever, we hold our shoulder blades with a little more support, but it doesn't come at the cost of adding more tension into the Mm -hmm. system or, you know, when we're tucking those shoulders down and back, it doesn't come at the cost of our core stability. You know, how do we start to develop more understanding? Because we were talking before and we're like, when would you really want to just hold your shoulder blades stable down and back? And it might be when you're doing like an isolated shoulder exercise, mm-hmm. like bilateral external rotation to work on your rotator cuff. But even then, it needs to go beyond the shoulders down and back so that you're not flaring the rib cage. Mm-hmm. You know, we have just a good foundational core stability and some shoulder blade scapular stability. Yeah. Like the only time we're really using it is to train our mid traps where we really want to pull them back, you know, back and together or low traps where we want to pull them back and together. So when we have those isolated exercises, you know, yeah, we, we will probably be doing that. But again, let's step outside just that and and go into the functional range of what we want to do on a day-to-day basis. And I think we have to get back to well, root cause really like why is that <laughs> we're trying to reduce our slumping in our in our chest. We're trying to reduce the forward posture within our, and, and the rounded shoulders that people often complain about. And so what's the reverse of rounding my shoulders in my mind? It's let me pull them down and back. Right. Yeah. And but then we get all those other compensations that happen throughout the body. So rather than let's just try to cover up a symptom that's actually continuing to happen on a day to day basis, what's putting us in that 
in that rounded position on a day-to-day basis that we should be paying more attention to. And we know, because we've talked about this endlessly on podcasts, that there's no one exercise, there's no one shoulders down and back that's going to do the magical trick, but it's what we're doing on an everyday basis and what we're going to talk about that really is going to help to create that consistent change so your body knows how to naturally rest naturally in a more upright position without you rounding forward. And our body tends to hold this kind of resting state Mm -hmm. and and that becomes our static posture. It's the position that our body kind of naturally feels comfortable resting in and that doesn't change in a day. That doesn't change because we suddenly (laughs) pinch our shoulders down and back. And if we do constantly pinch our shoulders down and back for months to start trying to create a new resting posture, we might develop different compensations that that won't be as comfortable. So, (laughs) you know, again, like you said, that this constant forward nature that we live in, in just today's world of always pushing, always sitting with our arms forward, technology, internally rotated, Mm -hmm. which causes just a lot more tightness per se on the, Mm -hmm. on the chest. With that rounding, we might have limitations in our upper back mobility. Mm-hmm. So, so again, part of the reason that our rib cage might be flaring is because when we go to bring shoulders down and back, where we normally would have a little bit more upper back extension, we're getting that from our low back. Because mm-hmm. again, we just don't have the ability to dissociate between our shoulder blades, our upper back, mm-hmm. and our low back and core. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of doing group movement now. (laughs) I know. And I just want to, I thought of something too, when you said, you know, if we're pulling our shoulder blades down and back all the time, well, that's like those posture correctors as well that I just cannot stand. Um, We think that we need something that's going to wrap around our shoulders and create that static posture. But again, our body shouldn't move in a static way. We are dynamic beings. And so we need to teach it how to have access to more range of motion to be able to dissociate what's happening between my upper back and my rib cage and my shoulder blades so that I start building better awareness and control within my body rather than trying to rely on a device. I mean, this is similar to you know, we're just going to stick orthotics in the shoes and then that's it. (laughs) It's a a passive device. It's it's not going to teach your body to actively do anything different. And to be honest, I don't know how many people I've had come to me. And if this is your case, and if you've used a posture correction device before and found it to be very helpful, like, let me know. But (laughs) I haven't had many people come to me and say, oh, I started using one of those it solved all my problems. Yeah. And then when I stopped using it, I never got symptoms again. You know, like it, it just hasn't ever seemed to be the thing that helped someone fix no. that issue. <laughs> and it's again, creating more tension in the body. It could be flaring that rib cage. We can then become a chest, more of a chest breather. We get tension around the neck. Like all of these things start to happen yeah. when we're, we're not taking control of our own body and we're relying on something else to do it for us. You know, never... Yeah never the answer. So when we're talking about this tight, internally rotated shoulder posture, rounded posture, you know, if we want to start to open that up, well, then let's address what's happening at the front. Let's, let's start to, 
you know, get better rib cage mobility, breathing into the sides of the rib cage, front of the rib cage, things that we talk about at nausea on this podcast, I think. So hopefully you've heard this a, a lot, but grabbing those low rib cage and and seeing, can I breathe and and allow not my belly, but my rib cage to start, start to expand from the front, the sides, the back of that low rib cage. And, and, just starting to do like five to 10 breaths there, or maybe even three to five, you know, start low, but taking really big inhales around that low rib cage. What does it start to do to your posture? How do you already start to carry yourself? You know, because if I squeeze my rib cage, I obviously have a belly now, so it's a little different. But if I open up to the sides, like it opens my shoulders. And I'm already starting to change my posture just by starting to open up from that breath from that rib cage. And it does that without losing that foundational core support. You're actually Mm -hmm. creating more core stability through using that diaphragmatic rib cage breath. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the next step is actually addressing some of those chest muscles with that breath engaged, right? Mm -hmm. So getting to a wall, getting to a doorway, just doing a, a pec opening stretch, what you might you know think of as a normal pec opening stretch, getting into that, but then re-engaging that breath so that we can find, okay, I'm not extending through the back. I'm actually feeling a great chest through my stretch, doing five to 10 breaths. I, for me, it's like a magical trick to connect your breath with mobility or to connect your breath with a stretch exercise because as soon as we start breathing that's when we're starting to imprint in our head okay this is a safe position i'm having my core stability and safety mm-hmm. while i'm working on lengthening and putting this muscle into a different position a position i might not be as comfortable in mm-hmm. and how can we insert something like that more consistently throughout our day if we do work a job that mm-hmm. causes us to be on technology, on computers, driving a, a long time. I mean, it's something you can even do in your car on the headrest of the passenger seat or something if you're sitting at a stoplight. Which honestly feels great. It feels great. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're somebody who gets some different nagging shoulder or upper back pains when you drive, try it out. It's tough to do on the other side because yeah. you'll run into the door. Um, but inserting something like that a little bit more consistently so that you're putting those chest muscles and those shoulders in a slightly different position every half an hour, every hour, mm-hmm. whatever you can get to throughout the day, that's what's going to start typing in that long-term message. And then starting to open up that mobility through the upper back. So, mm-hmm. in, and which again, you can do as sitting at your chair. If you take moments of noticing, okay, I'm, I'm really rounded, which is normal. It's going to happen when we're really focused in a job, especially a computer work, right? So how can I turn my body, rotate through my upper back and take some, again, intentional breaths through that low rib cage area and breathing nice and slow, kind of opening that chest at the same time. We're getting that that upper back to rotate, that upper back to extend. And those positions on a day-to-day basis that take two to three minutes. You can, can do it when you're on a phone call. You can do I it. I mean, like, it will start to open things up so so much more than a posture corrector that you wear for much longer and it will yeah. it will start to make long-term change within your body so i think that's what we really need to start kind of going back to and and getting back to that root cause issue and then once yes. we start to address what's you know what's causing that forward rounded posture then we need to start get to the shoulder blades. Yes. Then we start need to start learning all movements of the shoulder blades, not just down and back. 
Yeah. And our shoulder blades are incredible. It's essentially a floating bone mm -hmm. on the back of our body. It just floats right over our rib cage. And we have 20 plus muscles that connect into it from all different directions that do all sorts of different movements. So again, we need to kind of reassociate ourselves with that because the, the more that we're sitting in this forward position, we're not engaging those muscles. And when we're not engaging those muscles, they're losing that proprioceptive ability, which is something we talk about often. It essentially just means the muscle's understanding of what it's doing and where it's at in space. Mm -hmm. And so how can we, during these two-minute movement breaks that we take at work or during our day, how can we work on all of the shoulder blades movements? We have elevation, which is bringing those shoulders up towards your ears. We have depression, which is the one where you are kind of pushing them down, you know, sliding them down your back. We have protraction, which is what happens when we bring our, like if you try to push your hands all the way forward, your shoulders will protract around the sides. That's an incredible one that we want to keep in mind because that activates what's called our serratus anterior, which is an incredible stabilizing muscle of the shoulder blade. We have retraction, which is pinching those shoulders together. And then the final ones, which might arguably be the most important, are upward and downward rotation. That upward rotation specifically, these are compound movements. So we're kind of combining the protraction and a little bit of the elevation. And that's so key in keeping that shoulder blade stabilized, but it's also really key for any of our arm movements. Anytime we go overhead, our shoulder blade upwardly rotates to help us get all the way overhead without getting pinching, without getting any of those mm -hmm. issues, getting our arm, our arm fully overhead while having pain. And this is really important to continue to note because notice how we started with the rib cage mobility, thoracic mobility, and chest opening. Yes. Because once we get that rib cage to really expand and 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 expand from the back as well. Like even though we might be hunched, we might not have movement there. So once we start to build that awareness, that 360 pattern of our breath, we have better control and glide and slide of those shoulder blades then. Yep. So that's why it's really important, like go back to what we what we stated in the beginning that needs to happen on a daily basis and then start playing with, with increasing this awareness of the shoulder blades. It's just gonna help so much more. And, you know, I think a better cue to start to work into and i've shown a video on this and we'll show um we'll show it in more detail on on youtube as well yeah and maybe we can link this video down in the show notes just for anyone who's just quick on listening on I, podcast i thought but, you were going to say this too but when you referred back to starting with that ribcage mobility with that breath a lot of us as soon as we start focusing on the shoulder blade mobility we again will go back to that old pattern yeah. where I, I myself, because I, I used to have really poor patterns whenever I tried pulling my shoulders back, I would flare my ribcage. Mm -hmm. I still need to be a little bit more aware of, okay, when I pinch my shoulders back and together, don't allow that ribcage to flare. Yeah. We just want to be moving from the shoulder blades. Yes. So focusing, like, am I doing anything in my core? Am I trying to... Or your upper back. Or like my upper a back. Lot of yeah, a lot of people, like when I protract, I often will round through my mm -hmm. upper back as well. So trying to really isolate these and get that dissociation between shoulder blades, upper yeah. back and, and core. Yeah, so incredibly huge. And I usually start patients out with like sitting up against like at the edge of a bed or something or edge of a chair so that you're not, you know, supported, but your hands are down by your side. And now without moving your chest, without moving your rib cage, without moving your arms and your shoulders, can you reach your shoulder blades forward 
and protract. So can you reach those shoulder blades away from that spine and round around the the rib cage without rounding and dropping in the rib cage or rounding that spine? And then can you pull the shoulder blades back again without flaring that rib cage or arching the back? And then can you lift? Because so, a lot of times what happens especially if we start to have arms out a little bit, we want to use those elbows and those arms to kind of help and assist, yeah. which when we're learning it may not be the worst thing, but it really helps to hone in that dissociation, that control. If I can unsupported without my the assistance of my arms moving, just do it completely from my shoulder blades itself. And then that's when we want to start to learn how to upwardly rotate those shoulder blades along that rib cage. And this is what I believe to be a much better cue um, when we're thinking about opening up that chest. We're actually thinking of downwardly or upwardly rotating, sorry, those shoulder blades, meaning my if I think of the triangle of my shoulder blade, that bottom edge corner of the shoulder blades are actually going to rotate out toward my armpits. And as they rotate out toward my armpits, what happens is it engages from my lower traps and my serratus anterior and it opens up my posture. And so without my rib cage flaring now, because I'm not pulling down and back, I'm rotating and I'm expanding through my chest. And so now I get this, this upright posture without a forceful pulling back, without a, a change in my spine or my rib cage, yeah. and, and a true control of what those shoulder blades are able to do. And it just puts us in a much better place. And I have to say, that's not an easy movement. It's not at all. It's not easy to <laughs> isolate that, especially if this is something that you haven't been paying attention to. Yeah. And it, and if initially you were finding difficulties just doing the protraction, retraction, yeah. elevation, depression, you know, without moving your core, like stay there, yeah. work on that. Mm -hmm. That can be a great way, again, if you're taking these little movement bites or these little movement breaks during work or when you're on a call or just in a meeting just just focus on doing the elevation depression protraction retraction isolated you know mm -hmm. without moving the, through the core and then once you become more familiar with that again your body's going to respond it's going to start waking up some of those motor patterns and then something like upward rotation might might seem a little bit more tangible a little bit easier to understand because those shoulder blades will understand more yeah and one way that you can kind of practice it, so sitting up, you know, kind of thinking of those elbows rotating in a in a in a U position. Sorry, not a W, but a U position. So they're kind of coming from the back. So if if I have my elbows out to the side, my up and my arms bent, my elbows are going from the back, swooping down and forward. And it's that forward motion that helps to engage my serratus anterior. And I think again, that lower point of the shoulder blades pushing forward toward my armpits. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, so if I can get this position starting to go, can I do it lower toward my body now without it being out to the yeah. side and kind of starting to work that? Because also when I get that idea of my shoulder blades kind of coming forward in that upward position, that's what's going to help to guide me up and overhead. And so when we go into overhead movements, now we have better range of motion because we have better control from our shoulder blades and our shoulder. We have less 
uh, compensations from our low back and our rib cage, and we get and we have less pinching then in our shoulders, less um, compression up around our neck. Like everything starts to free up when we really gain this this control of our shoulder blades. So again, we'll show a lot of this yeah. on YouTube. And the protraction, I'd say specifically, if we're looking at the isolated movements, is, is the, a great stepping stone to yeah. being a lot more familiar with the upward rotation because that serratus, I mean, protraction, the primary mover there is the serratus anterior. Mm-hmm. And doing any of these exercises of sorts that kind of have what we call the plus movement, where even if you're laying on your back with your knees bent and have fists towards the ceiling with your elbow straight and just kind of working on that plus punch you know that's going to be a great way to then progress into that w that jen was just talking about where the u or the u (laughs) if you put both sides together it's a w (laughs) okay that's what i was saying Um, but the u with the elbows if you get really used to that kind of plus punch and then try to progress into that u especially the first few times you're doing it it might, again, click a little more. Yeah, it does take a lot of control. It does take a lot of like relearning and repatterning, but that's what our whole mission here is, especially with Gen Health, is to get you to learn about your body, to explore within your body and to and it feel something different ultimately because you have that control. You're in control of your body rather than, again, relying on someone else or something else to do the work for you. Thanks for joining us again for another PT Pearl. How did it feel? Did you try some of the movements? Do you know somebody who would really benefit from trying this stuff? If so, please pass this episode along. Also consider leaving us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. That really, really helps us out. And if you're looking for more exercises, if you're looking for more leads and guidance on what to do, we have incredible neck and upper back plans and also a shoulder plan in Gen Health where Jen will walk you through step-by-step so many different exercises that will help you work on all of these things. So check that out down in the link in the show notes. You can get a free week trial at gen.health backslash free trial. And of course, we'll see you next time on the Optimal Body Podcast.